Good day, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Just Fish Outdoors. I'm your host, Dale York, and I designed Just Fish Outdoors to focus on freshwater lakes and streams and to provide information, tips, and techniques, along with how-to segments for catching everything from crappie to catfish. We will also provide tips on equipment, tackle, boating, and much, much more. All of this is aimed at helping you catch more fish and have fun doing it. So join us each week as we talk about my favorite subject, fishing. Uh, That'll bring us to our special segment. Uh, With the crappie spawn coming to an end in the the near future, the the next phase these game fish are going to go through is is what we all call the post-spawn. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about post-spawn habits and conditions and, and fish locations today. And uh, you, you've already heard I've asked my brother Brian to come on the show and, and, and give some of his thoughts as well on these post-spawn patterns. Uh, and we're going to try to help you crappie fishermen uh, uh, and give you some tips for locating and catching these fish. You know, most every crappie fisherman can have good success during the spawn when crappie move into the bank to spawn. Uh, crappie hit aggressively. Uh, they're easy to find, and they're easy to catch. However, uh, you know, another two, three, four weeks go by, and we get into this post-spawn crappie, and and their uh, things dramatically change. Uh, I mean, the, the conditions, the fish locations, everything starts changing really, really uh, dramatically. Uh, you know, we're talking about fish that, uh, you know, they they got tired and they got lethargic after the spawn. They can just make you scratch your head sometimes uh, trying to locate these fish. And, uh, you know, the, their attitude, everything changes. Uh, you know, after the spawn, you know, the property are in poor condition. Uh, they expend a great effort on spawning, and, you know, in their reproductive chores. Uh, you know, it stresses them out and sends them to, to they, they go to rest areas uh, to, recuperate, to recuperate from the spawn. And for a short period of time, it can be very, very difficult to catch these fish. Uh, they they go to uh, flats, small creek channels that are are near the spawning site. Uh, this is one of the first areas they'll stop to after uh, after actually spawning. You know these fish. It may be two weeks or more before these fish really start getting really really aggressive and really start feeding up to recuperate some of that uh, that body mass that they lost during the spawning. And, and uh, you know, that particular time right there can really pull your hair out, can it, Brian? Oh, yeah, definitely. The fish, they, uh, they come off a bank, they scatter, they disperse. Uh, they're not schooled up anymore. You, you may find a piece of structure offshore, and, you know, you may pull up over it and bang, bang, catch one or two fish, and that's, that's it. That's because that's, that is all that's there. Because yeah. those fish will disperse and... This, this gets to be the time of year where you have to put your nose to the ground, so to speak, and you have to hunt them up. Yeah, you know, they'll start moving toward the mid-depth and the deeper water. And, of course, as water temperatures continue to increase, you know, those fish will just move deeper and deeper and deeper as we get into that midsummer pattern. You know, crappie are very uh, opportunistic feeders. They may not actively search for food, you know, and you can relate this to... Uh, uh, what's happened when you've been out in the sun working all day after these crappie have spawned? Uh, you know, you you feel totally drained. Uh, you know, and all you want to do is just 
uh, get somewhere and crash like on the sofa or recliner. Uh, you know, maybe a few minutes later, someone walks by with a burger and a, and a, and a Coke, and uh, now you're hungry, you know. <laughs> yeah. and, and these fish do the same thing. You know, if, if, if you put that bait in their strike zone, if you get that bait close to them, during this period and put it in front of enough of them odds are you're going to catch a mess fish but they their strike zone can be very very small they've expended so much energy during the spawn uh that that uh, week 10 day two week period after the spawn uh you know they just sit there and rest they don't really chase shad they don't really chase anything uh they're just sitting there recuperating some of the strength and uh if you get that bait close enough to them they'll bite it but they're not going to, you know, they're not going to move two, three, four, five foot to chase that bait. You no, know, right? that, that strength, that strike zone will shrink down to, you know, four or six inches. I mean, you've almost got to hit that fish in the nose with that stuff sometimes to get him to, uh, you know, open his mouth and take a bite on it. Yeah, it, it, you get that fit, you get that bait close enough, they will strike. Mm-hmm. But but that strike zone is very, very, very small. Another thing to remember here, and we don't want to rush this uh, post-spawn too too fast here, but, you know, not all crappies spawn at the same time. So uh, don't necessarily give up on the, the shallow water bite too quickly. Uh, you know, you'll still find a few males shallow, and, and some of the females will even spawn late. Uh, on nearby flats and in shallow water and, and close to the spawning site are places to check. Uh, you know, you, you may get into a little creek arm on the north end of the lake, and you may have 72, 74, 75-degree water, and the fish have already done. Uh, you you may back off down toward the south end of the lake uh, and, and find some cooler water and find that the fish... Uh, are in mid-spawn or or still in actively spawning in that particular area. So, uh, you know, in, in many cases, uh, you, you just may have to move your physical location on the lake to still find spawning fish. So, you know, don't necessarily, uh, when you're seeing water temperatures up in the 70s in, in your particular area of the lake that you've been catching these crappie on, uh, don't necessarily give up on the shallow bite. You just may have to move closer down to the south end of the lake uh, to find fish still up shallow. Oh, yeah. The, you know, folks, not all of these fish will go up a creek to spawn. Uh, like Dale said, if you find fish, you know, you've been finding fish up in the back end of a creek and the water temperature has gotten to the point to where they're not on the bank anymore. They've pulled out. They're done. Uh, just start migrating down the lake toward the main lake basin. Uh, somewhere along that line from where you started at to that main lake basin, you will encounter the right water temperature and you will encounter spawning fish again. Yeah, uh, yeah. Don't, don't hesitate to move around because uh, spawn will last over a month from one end to the other. So uh, it, you, you just may have to move. But now, you know, kind of what we're talking about today is how you locate these fish after the spawn is primarily over with, you know, they, they do move around. They, they do get in much, much looser schools. They do get harder to find. They do go deeper. They're harder to catch, but that doesn't mean you can't catch them. Once the shallow bite's over, that's, that's kind of where the rubber meets the road or, or where, uh, you know, the, the, the true uh, skilled or, or the true fisherman wants to get out there and work 
can catch fish. Uh, you know, the easy stuff's over with yeah, at that yeah, point. Yeah, the, the, hand, the, the silver spoon type stuff's already done. Yeah, you know, these, these crappie move from shallower locations uh, to mid-depth areas. Uh, sometimes they just prefer to be there after spawning, but sometimes, you know, weather conditions or water temps will move them deeper. Uh, you know, a, a, a little drop, if you can find a 2, a 10-inch, a 14-inch uh, drop from where these fish were spawning originally, uh, a step, so to speak, think of a step. Uh, if you can find a step on that bank, uh, maybe off the bank 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20 feet, where that water temperature, where that water depth will suddenly drop 10 to 14 inches, 16 inches, that's where those fish will move first, and that's be your that'll be your first holding point for those fish that have just spawned and come off the bank. That that'll be the first place they stop. So uh, you you know a, a little mid depth drop is uh, is a, a golden place to find, uh, especially right after that spawn. Uh, also, what you may wind up having to do, you you may have to to present your bait at a slower pace you know because the fish are are really out of energy so to speak and they're kind of lethargic uh, they're not going to chase anything so whatever bait you're presenting to them uh, you need to present it in a slower type pattern change your bait sizes go down in size go up in size try several different things but uh, you, you definitely want to possibly slow your bait down, and, and that will help you produce strikes maybe uh, when nothing else will. Another thing we're going to talk about is wood. You know, if you can find wood, uh, wood is always a potential hot spot. Uh, the advantage of trees and snags in, in, in post-spawn is in depth ranges. For example, you know, a tree in 10 foot of water provides a variety of depths from one foot down to the base of the tree, which is in 10 foot of water. And vertical jigging uh, is my method of choice uh, for this type of cover. Uh, the straight up and down presentation gives the fewest hang-ups, uh, and it allows you to to manipulate that bait in a multitude of ways. It, it uh, allows you to present that bait very slowly. Uh, it allows you to dead stick it. It allows you to hop it. It allows you to swim it. It allows you to do a lot of things uh, when you're vertical jigging that can really produce fish in this post-spawn pattern. Don't you agree with that, Brian? Oh, definitely. When Anytime you've got standing, what I call standing slick timber, it's, it's, in other words, I'm talking about tree trunks. I'm not talking about whole standing trees necessarily. I'm talking about just the trunks, like there's in some of our older reservoirs and things. Uh, you know, like Dale said, you know, that's 10 feet of potential cover that those fish will utilize right after spawn. And, uh, you know, they will, crappie are notorious for moving vertically. They will move up and down in the water column several feet sometimes during the day. And when you're vertical jig a piece of cover like that, you can, you know, you can raise and lower the depth of your offering and you can cover the water column. And by doing so, you're going to put that bait in front of more fish, and the more more you more fish you present that bait to, the more you're going to get bit. Yeah, and and folks, this is what I was talking about. You know, especially if you can find these fish in in timber and, and set on top of them and vertical jig for them. Uh, and another thing to to point out here is 
you know, if you if you know there's fish there, if you run across them with electronics or whatever, uh, and, and you pull up to that tree, and, and no matter what you do, you can't buy a bite, don't forget that tree. Uh, go off, fish somewhere else, fish some of your other holes, and then maybe come back to that tree a couple, three hours later. Uh, you know, sometimes it's just like flicking on a light switch. Uh, you can pull up to a, a place where you know they're at and their post-spawn pattern, and you catch uh, 10, 12, 15, 20 fish just as fast as you can get a jig or a minute down there. And, and other times, you couldn't throw a stick of dynamite down there and get bit. I mean, it, it's just that tough sometimes, especially in this post-spawn period. Uh, these fish can really get finicky. Uh, they, they can really get neutral or even negative is what I what I consider. And uh, so you, you have to try a lot of different things and a lot of different places. You know, one of the things that's real, real popular right now is spider rigging on these post-spawn fish where where people will put multiple rods out on the front of their boat and set their trolling motor on real low. And what they're doing is they're covering water. Uh, they're covering as much water as they can in the course of a day. They may go down a bank that's uh, 16, 18, 20 foot deep, depending on, on the lake and conditions. Uh, they may set their spider rigs 10 foot deep for these suspended fish on these flats that have come off the spawning areas and are kind of sort of loosely congregating out in the mouth of these creeks. And, and they'll take that spider rig on the front of their boat and they'll just sane the water going down through that flat. And, you know, it's all about percentages and law of averages on these post-spawn fish. <laughs> you have to put your bait in front of a number of fish in order to get bit sometimes. So, uh, you know, that that's one of the preferred methods. It's it's an easy method to, to do. Uh, there's a lot of good articles out there on the net about it um, and how to do it. And it's not a real, real expensive uh, uh, thing to do, uh, but uh, that's definitely one of the uh, tools that you need to have in your arsenal when you're going after these post-spawn fish. You know, they, they can just be crazy uh, in their post-spawn patterns. Uh, you have to run a lot of different places, look at a lot of different structures uh, to find these fish and to get them to bite. But it's not impossible. Yeah, uh, folks, uh, one thing that I usually tell people uh, when it comes to these post-spawn fish uh if you back up and think for a little bit of how you approach these fish in the wintertime when you had a big cold front or something blow through, you slow down, you get very methodical, you scale down your bait size, you know, you get very meticulous on how you present a bait and everything. This can also be very, very important and critical during this post-spawn time because these fish are such a lethargic and negative mode that it's almost like fishing for a wintertime fish. I mean, you've got to you've got to really, you know, you have to put in your time and you have to work at it. Yeah, the, these fish can really get so scattered. That's part of the problem. Uh, they they can get so scattered uh, and they can be so neutral that you know. Once again, I, I'm repeating myself here, but you know, I'm trying to stress. Well, you this know, point. if a shoe fits, wear it. You know, yeah, yeah, you, you you have to you have to look for. You have to cover a lot of water sometimes. You just have to cover a lot of water. And, uh, you know, sooner or later you'll find an, uh, uh, enough of these fish that uh, some of them will bite. Look in the not, you know, come out of the back ends of your coves and creeks. Start looking at the mouth or the entrance of these creeks 
uh, start looking at your deeper water, the entry points. It, it's like, uh, especially if you're catching fish pre-spawn, it, you know, it's like reversing your tracks. You know, if you were catching fish before they moved up into the shallow water to spawn, think about where you were catching those fish and revert back to those areas uh, because many, many times the fish will use the same areas pre-spawn as they do post-spawn, immediately after the spawn. So, you know, look in those same areas, use some of those same techniques. Uh, Of course, the fish pre-spawn are a little more aggressive and they'll bite a little easier and the schools will usually be a little tighter, but uh, you know, use use those same areas. Just just you know, back up, run your tracks backwards that you were fishing. You know, in in early March, uh, you know, late February, mid March, before the water temperature really got up there. Uh, turn around and back that up a little bit, and and find and fish those same areas, and you'll find these fish. Uh, they won't be as concentrated, I don't think. Uh, but uh, they will be there, and and for for really to to maximize your chances, you, you've got to change uh, bait sizes. You've got to change uh, uh, the presentation techniques. Uh, you, you've got to kind of go through your toolbox and and. Uh, use a, a lot of different things here to, to catch those fish. Uh, what are some of the other tips that come to mind, Brian? Oh, that, this time of year, folks, pay attention to details. Uh, how fast you move that bait, how high you hop it, how low you drop it, uh, all those things will uh, trigger whether or not that fish either sits there and watches it go by or, you know, decides to try to take a snap at it. Uh, you know, another thing is this time of year, don't neglect to use a slip float, float rig. That is a very benign uh, way to present a jig. I mean, basically what you do is you set your float to the depth, you put your jig on the bottom, you chump her out there, to, and what you want to try to do is suspend this jig just above the cover that you're trying to fish. If a brush pile is eight foot deep, you want to try to run this jig around seven and a half foot deep. By doing this, you allow yourself to cover water and you allow that fish time to react to that bait sitting there. Uh, a lot of times, just the wave action of that float going up and down on the surface is all you need to, to uh, trigger that fish and get him to bite. So, you know, keep that in your arsenal as well. Uh, you know, a lot of guys catch fish on crankbaits this time of year. Uh, there's a myriad of uh, crappies crappie style, crappie size crankbaits on the market that are good for post-spawn. There's uh, crappie spinnerbait stuff. And, you know, just just keep in mind, you know, keep keep you a large variety of baits and techniques to apply to this time of year. Yeah, if if I could give you one tip that would really help you out, uh, you you know, when these fish are up and they're they're pre-spawn or they're post-spawn and spawn, uh, use your Great Lorentz side imaging system uh, for locating these fish. Uh, the L- Lorentz HDS side imaging is probably the ultimate for quickly locating crappie to any depth. And, and folks, no matter how simple or sophisticated your electronics is, read the manual and spend some time learning more than just the basic buttons. Uh, this will make you a better angler and uh, will help you find fish quicker, I guarantee. 
and remember, folks, you know, the number one rule, uh, if you can't find them, you can't catch them. Uh, uh, so, uh, you know, feel free to send me an email if you have a Lawrence question. Uh, I'll be more than happy to try to help. Uh, you know, there's uh, there's some great equipment out there on the market. So uh, if you have any questions, send me an email. Brian, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, I, I appreciate your input, and uh, I hope we've helped some folks uh, catch a few fish. Uh, folks, send me an email. Let us know how you like the show or how we can improve on it. If you have a suggestion on a topic that we can do, uh, let me know. We'll put a show together for you. If you would like any any more information about Just Fish Outdoors or anything we can do to help, uh, we are available for uh, seminars and speaking engagements. Uh, just drop us a line, JustFishOutdoors at JustFish.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at Just Fish Outdoors. Folks, get out and enjoy one of the many lakes or streams we're blessed to have. Thanks for listening, and be sure to catch us next week 